0: a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Make the most of your holidays by celebrating Christmas at Biltmore. Enjoy a breathtaking tour of America's largest home, filled with shimmering Christmas trees and adorned in all its yuletide glory. Then, don't miss your last chance to experience our immersive digital art exhibit, Italian Renaissance Alive, during its final weeks. Save with online ticket discounts at Biltmore.com. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Adult Bedtime Stories. I am ladyboy Gigi, And I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. We're late a week for our show. We had the freezing weather. In fact, with the power outages, we actually had people camped out in our our living room around the fireplace. (laughs) And we had pipes burst. We still don't have water, but with all in all, we're getting by.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: In tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing cruising on the internet, and I'm going to let Paul take it and describe what that means.
1: The reason I kind of wanted to do this topic this week is because right now on this show, we try to promote being sex positive and living a healthy sexual life. And and in this time where we have to social distance from each other, a lot of the avenues for, uh, for healthy sexual outlets, a lot of those avenues just aren't available to us the way that they used to be. And I don't think that there's any reason that we should let not being able to pick people up in bars and things like that and have in-person sexual activity hamper our, our sexual life. And luckily, we're going through this at a time where the internet is very strong. And there are lots of different communities online that cater to connecting with people on on a sexual wavelength in ways that haven't always been open to people. And there's lots of different platforms that are conducive to having online sexual connection with people. There's some of my personal favorites. The one I I use most is Reddit. There's a lot of different sexual subreddits that allow people to connect online.
0: And where would people go to get on Reddit?
1: There's a number of different sexual subreddits. So Reddit is subdivided into subreddits. And what I find if you are new to Reddit and exploring It's easy to look up NSFW Reddit, and that stands for Not Safe for Work Reddit. And that's designation that most of the sexual subreddits use on their platform. And if you look up NSFW subreddits, you can find links to all of the different Not Safe for Work subreddits, some of the ones that I particularly like. There was one very popular subreddit for exhibitionists called Gone Wild. After the popularity of that, there's a number of different subreddits that are like curvy gone wild or bbw gone wild or trans gone wild or pregnant gone wild or there's even water sports gone wild for piss fetishists there's alt gone wild which is alternative people there's kinksters gone wild for you know more kinky stuff and things like that those mostly are sites that are more for exhibitionists and voyeurs and there's not a whole lot of role play on those but you can kind of get things going in the comment section and ask if they'd be interested in letting you send them a message and things like that then if Some of the subreddits I really like are ones that are more focused on role play for the general like role play. There's dirty pin pals is a a really good one. There's dirty R for R and R for R stands for Redditor for Redditor. And those are a cross between role play and also seeking local hookups, which, again, is not necessarily the safest thing to be doing right now, but that's kind of the way that one is set up. And then there's also a lot of different niche subreddit might take a little bit of searching for and finding if you find a subreddit that you really like and are looking for things similar to that uh, there's a a website that helps you find similar subreddits so you look up subreddits similar to whatever the subreddit that that you like and you can find new subreddits that way
0: what's the website address for that let's see and while you're doing that uh there's some other platforms too yeah i was looking that up uh there's fat life there's which is more for bdsm and kink kinky people Mm -hmm. and we'll talk a little more in depth on that shortly And then there's WhatsApp.
1: There's WhatsApp. There's Telegram.
0: Of course, we do Aphrodite's Temple once a month. And Mm -hmm. if you're interested in that, the website address to join us is ladyboytemple.com. And you do have to sign up in advance. But then we send you the Zoom link for our hookups on the fourth Sunday of each month
1: <laughs> so unfortunately the the link to the tool for finding similar subreddits has a hard to remember uh, url it's a n v a k a dot g i t h u b dot io what is the uh the carrot that is greater than open carrot uh red sim but like i said the the easiest way to find it is if you find a subreddit that you like just google the name of that subreddit like whatever the name of the subreddit that you like is and it it will come up with other suggestions based on the the subreddit that you like and do you want to find subreddits that have a fairly active community so the more popular niches have more active communities and the more uh, the less popular ones you might get a a post every 25 days or so so uh, those aren't super accurate and you don't get as much interesting stuff there
0: if someone's just wanting to meet someone for dating or romantic interests is there a reddit for that
1: yeah for straight dating that has less of a sexual nature you would do r for r and if you're more interested in sex dirty r for r really fills that niche for for dating and then if there's a specific thing like there's a a trans dating subreddit if you are trans and are are looking for someone and don't want to do a lot of explanation people who are already understand transgender issues so that you don't have to spend the first several messages explaining that you're trans and what that means and and things like that and also there's kinky personals on subreddit there's breeding personals if that's the kind of thing that you're into there's adult nursing personals and and things like that so there's there's a a a fair few uh dating subreddits that lend themselves to to like more niche targeted audiences that i think
0: that sounds like there's pretty much a reddit for anything
1: (laughs) so if you Google big list of NSFW subreddit, the first thing that pops up is the list of, uh, there's a lot here, probably 200 or 300 different subreddits. Mm,
0: That sounds good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit for everyone.
0: Yeah, and I think that the real issue is trying to find a way to have connection over the internet yeah because we are living in a pandemic where we're isolated Mm -hmm. and i know that for human beings we really need to have that touch that sexual excitement that and oftentimes when there's crisis and stuff going on in our daily lives sex gets bit on the back burner so quickly Mm -hmm. and so a big part of why we're kind of sharing all this information is to be able to break some that social isolation safely where you can crank up the sexiness in you (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and do it safely where you can still Enjoy sexual ecstasy Mm -hmm. because I know that a lot of times, especially if you're alone or with in a household that's sex isn't very conducive. If you're away from your partner, Mm -hmm. you can even meet up on Zoom and with your partner and have Mm -hmm. sex over Zoom, yeah, (laughs) with each other. Any thoughts, Paul? So I think that it
1: is tempting to think of online cruising as what we have to deal with right now and as somehow lesser than being able to meet up in person. But I think that is kind of ignoring some of the strengths of. Online cruising, because even before we had the pandemic going on, I know that I was still an active member of a lot of these groups. I think that like one of the strengths in online cruising that you find is because it's built on stories and it's built on shared back and forth, building a story back and forth. It's also the strength of fantasy. In fantasy, in, in reality, I have a completely average size cock and I don't feel bad about my average size cock, but in fantasy, if I made a partner that wants me to have a 13 inch dick that is four inches around and just hard for hours and hours at a time. In, in in the world of fantasy i i can i can play a character that that does have that cock if someone is really fantasizing about a particular celebrity or a particular kind of person you and your partner can fill roles that can't even be filled in the regular world like if I want to have a a sexual fantasy where we're floating around in space and having crazy zero gravity space sex that couldn't exist in the real world. You can do that together in fantasy with a partner and you can share images from the internet back and forth about what you're kind of going for. You can... Your story elements from your favorite fan fiction or your favorite TV series or your favorite anything. If there's some, some kinky things that you might not be prepared to do in real life, but it's still something you are interested in, you can play out those fantasies together with a partner There are subreddits for also in these other online communities. There are different groups that are dedicated to these different fetishes. You can dip your toes in the water without really putting yourself completely out there and doing them in person. And I think that that's one of the real strengths of kind of playing Uh, online that you really hmm. can't get in person. Yeah. so you know i i don't think that people should think of this as like a thing that they're settling for it's just a different thing
0: and i imagine there's a lot of furries people into oh, yeah. playing animals
1: <laughs> oh yeah there, there's a if lot you want to
0: kind of and explore role-playing as a, a a cat or a, a fox or any kind of animal you can and explore what that would be like. Yeah. Um, and now know, there's, there's a big furry community on FetLife. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And um with the furry community, there's a lot of standalone communities for, there's fur affinity, which talking with my friends that used to be better and is not as bad as it got at one point. Because un- unfortunately, there's a lot of baggage that goes on in the furry community. And one of the big parts of baggage that goes on in the furry community is that there were a lot of white supremacists that kind of came in to that community and made it really toxic. And now there's a lot of work to kind of expel them and things like that. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of standalone things for the furry community as well and and things like that. And unfortunately, furries get a bad rap. I'm very good friends with a number of wonderful people who are furry. And unfortunately, they've become kind of a punching bag for the internet because the worst people amongst them have gotten a lot of attention so it's they they make a very easy target for a lot of people online
0: that's too bad what are some of the other communities i mean other platforms you mentioned them earlier
1: uh so there is telegram one i forgot to mention earlier is there's a lot of different discord servers that are either set up for one-on-one play. And there's also uh, Discord has a lot of uh, like sexy group chats that, that you can, normally you have to be invited into these communities. When dealing with some of the more niche online communities, a lot of times it's good to start on something like Reddit and find some friends and get a an inroad so that you can get invited into some of the more private communities that cater to particular fetishes and niches and things like that. There's Telegram, Discord, the other one that you mentioned earlier, uh, WhatsApp, has a few communities. And then I know that there's a lot of like standalone things and a lot of those you kind of have to be invited in again as well. And, you know, your inroads be FetLife, it could be Reddit, it could be even like you have to be careful, but uh, like even finding a Facebook group and making friends and not On Facebook, you can't make very many explicit comments. (laughs) It's a place that you can find friends that can introduce you to to different communities. There's a a lot of communities out there that I've been involved with that I don't feel real comfortable mentioning out loud because they're supposed to be communities that you find rather than... uh, ones that uh you find through a random random podcast sounds
0: like they're more private
1: (laughs) yeah yeah they're
0: and and I would like to say mention that on the internet privacy for sex play is kind of important Mm -hmm. for groups that's why we screen and I have a sign-up process for Aphrodite's temple we don't want people coming in and bashing people. We want to keep it sex positive among Mm -hmm. kindred spirits that are really after the same, who are on the same wavelength, Mm -hmm. who want to really connect with each other at an intimate level. And And that's what this is really mm -hmm. all about. And
1: I will say that's another strength of getting involved in these online communities. I know that you went through a lot of stuff back in the 70s and 80s when you when you were uh cruising gay bars where there were actual like problems with gay bashing and people physically assaulting people and things like that and
0: yeah me online like the worst and it wasn't just gay bars there's certain bathrooms you could ha- go to or bathhouses, and and mm-hmm. there and Cali- there weren't any in Texas, but in California, they actually had a bisexual sex club mm-hmm. where you could go. And they had very stringent rules. You had to play safe, but it was a safe environment. And you can meet other bisexuals and just hook up. And there's a play areas, and they had lubes and condoms everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so. I mean-
1: but, but the point that I was, was trying amazing <laughs> to, I mean yes, I know i I'm jealous that I didn't get to live through the time where that was more common um, <laughs> but what the, the point I was trying to say is that by exploring these places online, particularly the ones that have a more stringent policy about uh, vetting people and making sure that they're not there to hurt anyone and and things like that in a way it 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 can be a little bit physically safer to to play online than than in person
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i mean i know that gay bashing isn't as prevalent as it used to be but there are still stories that pop up every year people oh yeah get gay bashed and and it's terrible and so that I just wanted to say that that's another strength of playing online is because you're not physically there the worst anyone could do is say hurtful things to you which is not nothing but a lot of times those people wound up wind up getting banned and there's Uh, process of reporting people to moderators who have made it, you know, part of their chosen like job to, to watch out for, for abuse and to eject abusers and make sure that the community is as safe as possible for the people in the community. And so, you know, that's, that's pretty good.
0: Hmm. And boy, the time's flown by. Oh, Oh yeah. Go ahead and say what you want to say, then we'll get a station break.
1: I will say one caveat to that is because it's the internet, unless you are very sure of your of your online security and things like that, you know, things like having a VPN or being able to mask your IP when you're on the internet. If you happen to have a very public job or a a job where you could get fired for engaging in certain things, if you get into some of the more risque and more compromising communities, you might really want to think about your online security before putting yourself out there, because unfortunately there are hackers that find very clever ways to get your information and doxing has become mm-hmm. a thing and it's it can be easy to blackmail people in positions of power if you happen to be really into water sports and someone finds that you're on all of these piss play groups, it can be something they could use as blackmail for you. So you might want to look into getting on a VPN and putting... How do you do that? Uh, Well, there's all sorts of services. There's, let's see, what are the biggest VPN services? Uh, VPN services... So some of the, the biggest ones and the, uh, these are services that you will spend a few bucks a month on, uh, depending on what all you choose, but the two big ones are ExpressVPN, VPN, Nord VPN, anyone that's super duper techie can probably set up their own VPN. There's other smaller VPN hosting sites. And so basically what, what a VPN does is rather than using your own IP address, there's a list of different IP addresses all around the world and you can choose to appear that you're using any one of those IPs instead of your your local one. So. It gets tied to one that, A, a lot of people are already on and they can't tell who's using it at any given time. And it confuses anyone looking at it to where in the world you're logging on and things like that, which is also particularly good if you are wanting to explore some of these more naughty websites from more restrictive countries like countries in the Middle East or China or things like that, it's, it's not only useful for masking what, your, what machine that you're using, but it also is useful for being able to even access some of these sites even if you don't live in a country where
0: it's easy to access them. Mm-hmm. So let's go to station break. (laughs) And as I mentioned earlier, we are running Aphrodite's Temple once a month. And to get on that, go to ladyboytemple.com. We've got a lot of information on the website and we've got training videos for sale and a whole lot of information about what Aphrodite's temple is, and it's based on the ancient sex temples. It's all about sacred sex and making that connection. And in Aphrodite's temple, we explore things like tantric sex and give information on how to really reach a deeper level of sexual experience at a spiritual level.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we've got also my new s- sex coaching website, which is ggwilbur.com. That's two G's, Wilbur, W-I-L-B-U-R.com. And on my sex coaching website, I do individual sex coaching, or for couples, or threesomes, or however many sums. And then we've got I've got (laughs) more training videos for sale and information about what sex coaching is. It's a process, but we can take you to whole new heights and learn new sexual skills that will help you overcome any sexual issues you may be having, or even if you don't have sex issues, we can help you explore some new territory and experience sex at a whole different level. And then we have my third website is ravenslayerleather.com and that's my original website and on there I've got more information about sexuality and living a sex-positive lifestyle and on the theravenseerleather.com. We've got a link to my Patreon page. So, if you want to support this show, we would really appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anything you want to add to station break?
1: No, I think you pretty much covered everything.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, back to our topic of mm-hmm. playing on the internet getting dirty and Mm -hmm. getting those juices going and exploring sexuality. Because I know that we need, we are sexual creatures and sex is a very deep need. We need Mm -hmm. that touch. Even if we're touching ourselves, it's something that brings forth all those good chemicals in our brain that keeps us mentally healthy and i think physically healthy mm-hmm. and i know that we discussed when we we started to do this show and we lost the recording mm-hmm. the, the recording device uh crashed while we were recording it but one of the things we talked about was uh study that was performed. And actually, it was not monkeys. It was on infants that had premature births or had some kind of birth defect, and they had to be put into the incubators. And in the early days, a lot of those babies died because they didn't receive human touch. And then they tried giving mechanical touch, and that didn't work. They still were dying. It took human touch, even through rubber gloves and all the barriers. Something transfers when we touch each other. And science can't explain exactly what it is. But for infants, it's crucial for life. Mm -hmm. We have to have it or we'll die without it. Mm -hmm. As we get older and mature, I think it's crucial for mental health and physical health. And part of what touch does is it brings about those good hormones and other Mm -hmm. chemicals to the brain that helps us feel connected and helps us feel alive. Mm -hmm. And it helps reduce depression and makes us feel happy.
1: (laughs) And I think that as adults, like the, the kind of things that we're talking about, I I think that sometimes online interaction can give us that as long as there is, we know that there's another human at the other end. And we know that they are in some way, interacting with us and caring about us in that moment, even if it's just to both get our rocks off, that is some degree of care and intention that i think is really beautiful i know and i
0: know that for sex coaching i do all my sex coaching online over zoom now Mm -hmm. and even with sex coaching an energy transfers over zoom yeah and i think sexual when i run aphrodite's temple over zoom that same energy transfers so whatever it is through touch or, and I think it's more about connection. Connection, yeah. The connection gets made even when we're not Mm -hmm. face-to-face.
1: Yeah. I remember, uh, and this was a story I went into the last time we we recorded this, that I ran across on on one of the subreddits that I like. uh, It was actually well, I'll I'll not say to preserve confidentiality, but someone basically said, like sent out a post that was, the the subject of it was, I want to love you. And when you opened it up, they explained that they had loving energy for everyone and they cared about everyone. And because of that, they, kind of wanted to help make your fantasies come true and and connect with you because they really loved you. And I, I remember it like really like touching me in an emotional way that I didn't expect from a, a dirty slutty subreddit. Like it reaffirmed my hope for humanity and it really echoed a lot of Uh, my own personal, like, feelings and and philosophy towards a lot of things, and, like, really touched me in a beautiful way that really kind of took me back, and I know that when I've been exploring some of these subreddits, people share stories that are equal parts erotic, but also bring up some personal trauma and or something like that some kind of hard trauma to deal with and the amount of support that those people get in the comments and things like that can actually be really like beautiful and touching and i know that sometimes when i've been having a role play with various strangers on the internet i'll never Know what these people look like. We didn't share pictures. It was just, I knew that there was another person at the end of a throwaway profile that they used for this one role play. But like, we can like connect with each other in like deeply meaningful, emotional ways. And I think that anytime you introduce sex and sexuality it's such a potent force it's such a strong force that can't help but like touch on like the emotions and kind of on the inner workings of of people those big things do come up from time to time and it was completely anonymous had my fun with these people and I had these touching moments and then the role play was over and I've never talked to them again. And I probably never will. And if I do, I may never know that it's the same person that I was talking to before. Uh, But the moments that we shared that were that touched my heart were 100% real and still affect me and they'd still shape me in a way. And I I think that there's something really like poetic and beautiful about that.
0: Mm -hmm. And you can make very meaningful connections through anonymous sex. It -hmm. can be very powerful. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you might meet someone in one of these storytellings and form a deeper connection where you do want to meet them. And then if it's mutually... Mm -hmm. If it's a mutual feeling, you can trade your information and get in touch down the road.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know that I've met several people that the origin story for their relationship was atypical. Even with you, the connection that I forged with you through training under you, we met almost a decade earlier at your sex temple and like when you asked me if I wanted you to play with me I was like really embarrassed and I said no and like I like you know I and I never ever would have thought at that point that flash forward a decade later have been training under you for years and helping you run this podcast cast and helping you run the temple i met you at and and training to eventually take over uh, aphrodite's temple when he can't run it anymore like i never would have guessed that when we first met so like oh yeah like the the way that you meet a person does not necessarily like dictate what the future of your relationship with that person will be. I remember that, uh, Dan Savage, one of my favorite sex columnists and podcasters that I enjoy listening to, he has a story about two friends of his that he's known for a really long time. So they both answered a guy's ad on uh, Craigslist and they found each other bound and gagged, like, in a cage in this guy's dungeon, and neither of them really liked the guy that they had responded to the message for, but they they kind of hooked up after that, and they wound up getting married and falling in love and, you know, having a wonderful relationship, and they're always a little awkward when people ask, so how did y'all meet? But I think it's a beautiful story.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've been running Aphrodite's temple for pagan events and for Burning Man events for over 25 years now. Well, since the pandemic, we quit running them. Mm -hmm. All the festivals have quit gathering until we get out of the pandemic and things are safe again but it's been amazing because and i even the radio show i used to do on kpft i've had people listen to that show and like you know 20 years later they've come back and said i got so much out of your show it opened the door for me and that I feel so good about that, that I'm able to open that door and help people actualize a part of their life that is been missing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And even under, I've had pagans come up and say, you know, I didn't realize that I've been in the pagan community for X number of years and it wasn't until you started Aphrodite's temple that I realized that an important part of paganism was missing at the festivals and that's the sacred sexuality. Mm -hmm. That's that forming that deeper connection with one another at a very profound level and reaching (laughs) new states of ecstasy through Tantric techniques and Taoist techniques, and forming a deeper connection with another human being. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and I know that from working temple with you and helping run it, and and being there, like seeing the beautiful things that it's brought into people's life. And I kind of want to bring it back around to our topic. Because I also know, and I know that I've heard a lot of stories that you've told, you've seen it a lot more than I have, since you've been running Temple a lot more, a a Mm -hmm. lot longer than I have, are that there are people who come to Temple and are nervous and anxious and, you know, maybe don't get as much out of Temple as they could if, if uh, they didn't feel so self-conscious to express themselves. And I think that that's another strength of playing online is it gives you so much more anonymity. You don't even have to use your face for the people that have, because I know a lot of the people that I, I'm really close to, that I really care about, have pretty serious, like, social anxiety issues, or, like, it can also, like, uh, one of the things we talk a lot on this show about uh, is people, who, is that almost all of us have some degree of, uh Body issues, or you know, things like that, that are a little difficult to overcome. And online, it can be easier to to kind of work through some of those things, um, both in the role play aspect where you don't necessarily have to share pictures of yourself and and and, and things like that, but also in that there are communities. If you feel bad about a certain body issue, there's there's a group of people out there that think that you're hot, that they have like built entire communities around. That's one of the mm-hmm. things I I really like about some of the gone wild some sub- subreddits is like got BBW, big big, beautiful woman gone wild, you've got curvy gone wild, you've got lots of stuff like for like the bear community, guys that are a little heavy and a little hairy and may not think that there are people that are attracted to their body type and and there's all sorts of people like clamoring and giving them lots of praise. and and appreciation and like one of my favorite things to do on some of these those kind of subreddits is just go through the comments like particularly like one of the things a lot of newbies to to those subreddits will say is like i'm new go easy on me and then they get showered with praise and love and then a lot of times the people will comment and like oh my god I didn't expect to have everyone love my body this way you know I've, I've felt so be. bad about it for so long and mm-hmm. like you know oh my god there's there are people out there that just like are so into to me like I can't yeah. believe it and like I think that that's one of the beautiful things that comes out of it too
0: and that's one of the things I've seen in temple when we were live and even now that we're just doing it virtually. And I'd like to kind of explain a little bit about how we do temple. We do half, the first half is workshops. And basically we either have a discussion topic or we'll present information on different sexual techniques that you can learn and then the second part, we do hands-on play and practice. And so it helps open the door for people. And when you get real people together in Temple, whether it's virtual or in person, and those that like to be on the more exhibitionist side, you don't get all the Hollywood mm-hmm. whitewashing or cleaning up or the mm-hmm. the makeup artist and the whole lineup of professionals to give it that polished look. You get real mm-hmm. human beings. Yeah. That appreciate other real human beings for exactly who and what we are. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter if you're too skinny or too old or too young or too this other than you do have to be over 18. Yeah, I was about to say. (laughs) But even as an 18-year-old, I was told many times, oh, you're too young to be having sex. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You shouldn't be doing that. That's sinful. (laughs)
1: Particularly the kind of sex you were wanting to have.
0: Oh, yeah. And so I think that's the freeing part of Aphrodite's Mm -hmm. temple, is it gives us permission to be exactly who and what we are. And in the ancient days, people went to the early sex temples, not only to worship Aphrodite and some of the other goddesses, they also went to be worshipped and to worship each other as Mm -hmm. sexual beings, as energy beings. And I think that's one of the powers of Aphrodite's temple that makes it really take off so good. Mm-hmm. Is that when we get together as real human beings, not and without all the facades and the walls, and we can be naked together? I mean, think about it in our culture when do you ever get to see someone naked? It's other than in a romantic relationship, and even sometimes then, people mm-hmm. want the lights off. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so we become alienated from our own bodies and each other's bodies.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's
0: the beauty of another beautiful aspect of Aphrodite's temple is that if you want to come in and be seen, you can. Or if you Mm -hmm. just want to come in and be the voyeur, you can. Mm -hmm. We just ask that you don't come in vampire energy. Mm
1: -hmm. Give
0: energy back to the circle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Any thoughts anything that you've experienced that stands out for you
1: I mean there's so many experiences that I've had both in our temple and in you know both live and virtually and in some of these things I think that for me one of the reasons I really cherish these communities that make it easy to express the sides of ourselves that society says should just happen behind closed doors with one committed partner, uh, which is bullshit. Uh, I think one of the things that I like about these communities is that it really has helped me not feel so alone in the world. It's real easy especially since so many parts of society try to tell you, like, oh, these things that you find attractive, these things that you find erotic, these things that might even be leftover parts of your trauma, these are things that are wrong, these are things to feel shame around, and it's really like to get, step
0: in and just say that well, all these things are normal.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what I was getting at. Uh, so it's real easy to kind of take that in through the messaging of society, but when we have these society, these uh communities where we can gather together and work through some of these sexual things and really express ourselves sexually without fear or shame and find that we really aren't alone, that there's so many other people, you know, this, you might find like, oh, this thing that I thought was this deep, dark secret inside of me, like, not only am I not the only one, but there's a huge group of people that are all into this. And when I share my enjoyment and I feed into the energy of it, do you get so much positive feedback that the other people tell you, like, oh, you make me feel like I'm not the only one. Oh, you really turned me on. Like, oh this, you know, really made my day. Like, oh, this, you know, made me come so hard, like, oh, my God, yes, more of this, like, please don't stop sharing, like, please continue, like, being here with us, like, not only do you stop feeling like the complete outsider without anyone else, like, not only do you get invited into a group that makes you feel more comfortable but you get praised for it you get love for it, you get people who are getting off to you and are really excited and it feeds on your eroticism and it gets you off more and and everyone's like helping a, other, you know and yeah. it's beautiful
0: and that is a form of worshiping one another It's Mm -hmm. having that deep appreciation and really taking, making a connection with another person at that level of trust and love and unconditional love and acceptance. Mm -hmm. Well, we're reaching the top of the hour already. Wow, time flies. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Any last words before we sign off?
1: I'll say to anyone, especially right now who's kind of coming into all of this and who feels really new to all of this and feels kind of um, intimidated by everything that's out there and all of the information that we've shared, you don't have to start big. You don't have to start off running at a thousand miles an hour you can deep dip your toe into some of these communities you can like one of the other nice things about these internet communities is is you can lurk for a long time before you ever contribute anything to it you can just kind of see what's there and see what feels comfortable to you and yeah check it out Right. With a lot of these things, there's the option to private message someone. Now, with a lot of these sites, it is people ask that you request to send, send them a private message before you do. But you just have to request that and get confirmation that you can unless they say in their post like, my DMs are open, or I'm open to messages. But you can find one person that you kind of feel comfortable with and reach out to that person. And you don't have to immediately just be part of the group. You can find people that you feel comfortable enough to start expressing yourself and and go from there. And I think that in that way, finding online communities is a little easier than doing things in person. I know that when I first started getting into sex-positive communities in person, I got thrown into the deep end. And it was really, really intimidating for probably the first like year and a half that I was... I was there because you have to be all the way there. And I think with online communities, you don't have to do that as much. And I I really want to support anyone who's trying to explore themselves and learn new things about themselves to go and look and see what you find and don't be afraid to reach out but also don't feel like you have to put yourself all the way out there either you can go at your own pace and do whatever feels comfortable and find your own community and if you wind up finding a group of three or four like-minded people that you can play with that's wonderful like you don't need any more than that and if you find a huge sprawling community that you know all of you with thousands of members and you're in the thick of that if that's what feels comfortable to you you can do that too but it It opens
0: up many options
1: (laughs) yeah but it's not something that you need to be super intimidated about and honestly a lot of these communities are super welcoming, and a lot of them are filled with very, like, sweet, like, kind-hearted people, even the ones that you might not think would be at first blush.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that one thing I'd like to say to kind of wrap all this up is that a big part of why I started Aphrodite's Temple was to help people find deeper connections, and love the body that they have. When we're infants, nobody says, oh, that infant's too fat or too thin, or they're accepted unconditionally and loved for being a little baby, and they're nurtured. And I think that's part of what Aphrodite's temple does, is it says, Hey, you're like an infant in a way. You are perfect just as you are. And we love you just as you are. And that's part of what I love about running Aphrodite's Temple. We get people that are all shapes and sizes, all ages, except for under 18. We do Mm -hmm. have the legal age requirement. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But Other than that, we're very open to anybody and everything that's legal. We don't want anything happening in Temple that's illegal. Mm -hmm. But we do accept all forms of sexual expression between consenting adults. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, have an amazing night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Find your sexy self and let it come out and play. I hope this show has given you some new avenues to explore, to discover, and to give you permission to bring out the sexy you. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show, and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.